Welcome to my 7 Marketing Basics podcast. I'm Cindy Z, and I'm so glad you're here. I have a sweet offer for you. You can get my 7 Marketing Basics book for free. You only pay the shipping. It hit number one on Amazon in marketing for small business. Go to 7MarketingBasicsBook.com. Okay, stay with me now to find out how to use today's digital marketing to grow your business. Today, we're going to look at top three mistakes to avoid when you're doing a live webinar or a live seminar, live online event. Sound good? All right. And these are things that you'll be able to use right away today. So we're prepping for uh, a webinar tomorrow and a seminar the next day. And so we are all about this all day long. There's so much to it. Um, That said, you can do this. This is simple. You got this. And so if I can just point out the three things that we see kind of folks, you know, veering that direction. And if we can steer back into something better, these are the top three things maybe to avoid and just pay attention to when you're doing your webinar, seminar, online event. All right. The top one, or just one that I love to look at, is what's happening after people log on, but before the event has started. So that's sort of 10 minutes right before the event. Uh, It's really important, I think, to create a bond with all the attendees. And so what we want to avoid is when someone logs in, that they just see kind of like a blank screen and maybe like someone looking off into space and that kind of thing. We want to just grab them in that first few seconds that they logged in and say hello. And so it's really easy if you've got, you know, five attendees, 50 attendees, 500 attendees to greet everybody in a couple ways. One, who's ever on camera can be, you know, hey, we're starting up at the top of the hour. Good to see you. Let me know where you're from in the chat. How's it going? What questions do you have? That kind of thing. So you can do that. And also, you can talk with them by chat. And so we often have someone on staff, our chat master, that's uh, talking with people. Hey, welcome. Glad you're here. You can put your questions in here. So that's the top one of three that I just wanted to point out. If you're doing a live event, uh, webinar, seminar, that kind of thing, that before you start the event, we want to start engaging with people right away because then they'll keep engaging throughout and feel like you know they're interacting with you and it's not just a one-way community communication, right? All right. So that's the top one is that 10 minutes before talk with people, ask them questions, ask them where they're from. And you can do that on camera and also in the chat. Super important to do that. So people feel welcome and engaged right away. So that's the first one. The second one is to talk about what people will get when they join you. So this is important during the promo and important right at the top of the event. So you're going to tell them, hey, stay with me for the next 20 minutes, and you're going to learn about A and discover B and find out about C, which you can put to work in your business right now, right? So this is going to be super helpful to them. And I think... uh, Some of the people we work with sometimes have a tendency to want to lean into, hey, this is what I'm selling. Here's the product. Here's all its specs. Here's the service we offer, da, da, da. 
okay, I get it. You want to talk about you and I want to talk about me and all that stuff. But the customer, the client, the prospect, the attendee, the participant who's joining your live event, they want to talk about them. And so that's what we need to remember is what's in it for me, not me, but but your perfect customer, your perfect client. And so in the promo and at the top of the event, go ahead and tell them, hey, when you join this event or now that you're here at this event, you're going to learn about A, discover C, and learn how to implement, you know, A, B, and C. Anyway, so you you want to tell them what's in it for them. Why should they come? Why should they stay? What are they going to get out of it? So that is the second one. And the third one I want to share, there's so many cool ones, but I'm looking down at my notes to pick them pick three of the ones that have come up this week, um, having a plan to follow up. So some of us were just at a live event um, in Vegas. And at that event, one of the things that we did with our clients that we worked with is to make sure that anybody out in the audience could raise a hand and say they're interested in working with you. So, so many times what you'll see at a you know, a seminar, a live, you know, talk from stage, that kind of thing is people say, okay, and if you have questions, here's our website. All right, see you later. And so they might go to an event or speak, uh, you know, even online um, in front of a group. And if you don't have control of the, you know, the registration, you don't know who's there, um, you've just spoken to a big group, but probably, you know, you just know there's X number of people there but you don't know who they are. And so the best way to help someone raise a hand and, uh, you know, start a conversation with you about working together is to give them something. And so if you can say, hey, uh, I've got some bonus material with this other special information or other diagrams or other plans or whatever the thing is, just fill out this form, give me your email address and no other info, maybe first name and email, and I'm going to send this bonus material to you. Or um, text me a keyword. Like for me, you can try this if you want to have the experience. Text me the word biz, B-I-Z, to our phone number, 530-203-5703. And you can get this special material that I put together for you on your marketing plan, right? So if you do that in an event, at an event, you've got a way to connect with people. Now, if it's your event and you've got control of it, awesome. Also, be sure you've got a plan in place for following up. Um, now that somebody came, we know they're interested because no one comes to your special event on a really, you know, narrow topic unless they're interested in that topic. And so we want to have like a really nice plan in place in terms of the follow up. Yeah. So those are the top three things, mistakes to avoid, things that you can do uh, to make your online uh, events and webinars, seminars, speaking from stage, successful. That is one, before the event, talk with people, get them engaged, and make sure they're having a conversation with you. Secondly, um, be sure that you tell them what's in it for them, both in the promo and then at the top of the event. And then actually at the end, summarize, hey, today you got A, B, and C. And then finally, I have a lead follow-up plan and that is you know, your fourth thing. Hey, stay with me. At the end, I have bonus material for you or I want to give you this bonus material, just give me your um, email address or I'll text it to you or something like that and have processes in place to do that. We do this all day long. We've got two, at least two this week. I think it might even be more. Um, so if you have questions about how you can do it, um, 
let me know. I also have a cool little online class that runs through our exact process if you ever want to check that out. So we are talking about getting your emails to the inbox. Oh my gosh, is this topic up right now? Um, and the four mistakes to avoid around email deliverability and getting your emails into everything. The four things are to uh, not be thinking about engagement. So engagement. So the mistake would be not to be thinking about engagement. Secondly, a mistake is to um, skip authentication. And we'll get into these in uh, in a little little detail, but I'll give you enough info to put it to use today. Uh, and a third one is to not think about content or be doing content the old ways. And the fourth one is to not pay attention or not even know about reputation. So reputation, authentication, content, engagement, those are the things that matter in terms of getting your email to the inbox. So quick story, we're working with somebody right now um, companies uh, in the Midwest area of the U.S. And um, they have been working with an email service provider um, out of the country. And that email service provider is blocking emails that they're sending out. So they don't even get their own emails back in to their, um, to their box, which is crazy. And they also... Um, we're using an IP address that's being used for spammers. So other people are sending spam off of that, which is actually hurting our client, our company that we're working with, causing so much trouble. So we've been working with them to get that sorted. So that piece, just starting with that piece, that's a bit about reputation. So it matters who your email service provider is. It matters um, what IP addresses they're using. If if your emails are coming off of the same server that known spammers are coming off from, that's going to hurt you. So crazy, right? Seems so crazy. But reputation really matters around um, email deliverability and getting to the inbox. I'm in a mastermind right now, uh, another certification around email deliverability. So this is um, you know, a topic that could take up hours and just days even talking about, but I just want to give you um, a quick peek into it to let you know that, yeah, big topic, big topic. All right. So reputation matters. And um, let's then go to uh, content because this ties in a little bit uh, to it as well. The content. So for example, when you have links in your email, those links uh, in best case, best practice are going to have the same domain as the from address of your email. So the big three service providers um, who care about reputation and all the things we're talking about here, uh, Microsoft, Yahoo, Verizon, and Google, those are the three. And pick one for yourself. That's what, you know, you owe it to yourself if you have a business that's bringing in your income to have one of those three as your email service provider. They are the ones that care about all this. And so uh, we know that Microsoft in particular, we've heard, gets super persnickety about content. All of them do. All three of them do. But for example, if those links in the email are different from the sender's uh, um, email address, you know, the domain of that 
uh, sender. So mine is kokoroinc.com. If I start putting a lot of links or really even any links in my email that are not at a kokoroinc.com address, that could cause problems. And it's like anything, um, all these work together. And so um, often it's not one single thing. It might be one single thing, but there could be just like the, the combination of things. Another one is I have to say, when I used to write emails, I would say click here, that kind of thing. Um, apparently, especially Microsoft does not like that kind of click here, feels spammy to them. They really want all three of the big, uh, the big three want the email to feel like it's coming from a person and be personal. And so they're looking for that in the content. The content of your email helps decide if it gets into the inbox or not. Another one is heavy graphics. So uh, if you've got a lot of graphics or a big file size of graphics, um, don't do that. Um, have smaller ones, you know, open up, uh, just you can use preview if you're on a Mac or, you know, Photoshop, whatever you're using, just make it smaller, save it as a JPEG. That's going to be the best way to keep that image size, that file size down. So that's a little bit about content in there. So words matter, file size matter, links matter. So we looked at two of the four. We talked really, really briefly about reputation and we touched on content a little bit. And so let's look at uh, just touch on authentication. And so authentication is um, one of the four where people make a mistake around this. And so you might have heard of SPF or DKIM or DMARC. Again, those can be, uh, you know, hours long topic and stuff like that. And what it really means in the scheme of things is that uh, we want the, the internet at large, especially Yahoo, Google, Microsoft, we want them to know that whatever email service provider, your email client that you're using, whatever email software you're using. So if you're using Keep or if you're using uh, really anything, a calendar software, if you're using uh, whatever it is that you use to send your email out, HubSpot, Pardot, whatever it is, uh, you've got to set up uh, a system and do the SPF, DKIM, and DMARC so that the big three uh, email service providers out there know that, okay, it's fine if Keep sends email or Pardot sends email on behalf of this address of this domain. And so those are uh, DNS records you're going to set up usually wherever your domain is hosted or it might be at Cloudflare. So going to have to set those up and super duper important. Microsoft is requiring it um, now, as I understand it, and the other two are requiring it very soon. So they simply will not deliver your email if that stuff isn't set up. All right. And let's see. Let's talk about engagement. The fourth one. So we talked briefly about reputation, content, authentication. And the fourth one is engagement. So if we don't pay attention to our engagement, that is a sad thing. We need engagement, which means opens and clicks and replies and all that good stuff. And so the big three email service providers are tracking that. So they see if if other people are opening your email, then they're going to go ahead and put that into more inboxes. Um, even if somebody loves your email, but maybe some giant percent or even small percent of people don't open it, don't click on it, don't read it put it in the trash, someone else putting in the trash could affect whether it gets to another person's inbox, if that makes sense. So they're kind of looking at trends 
So we want to always have a really good call to action or get people to reply. We definitely want people to open, click, do all those things. So it matters what we put in there in terms of engagement. And I had heard from someone else, one of the wizards around email deliverability, that Microsoft even looks at, um, in terms of an engagement window, that seven days, if somebody hasn't engaged um, with your email in seven days, that they consider that person to be um, cold and not engaged. Um, we kind of look more at 30, 60, 90 days for that. But you'll hear uh, the people who are really wizards and experts on this, Evan, Adrian, all my buddies out there, Mark. Um, they will say, you know, if somebody hasn't engaged in really a few weeks, um, they're not going to, and we all need to stop emailing those people who aren't engaged. So that is really, really important. So reputation, content, authentication, engagement, those are the things. If you have questions, hit me up, because again, uh, Val and I are going through another certification on this and glad to share what we know. Thank you for joining me for the 7 Marketing Basics Podcast. Could you take 20 seconds to rate, review, and share? It'd mean the world to me. If you want more or if you have questions, join my free Facebook group called 7 Marketing Basics. See you inside.